Okay, good to see you guys. Uh, thanks for being here this afternoon. Um, you know, looking back at, at our, our previous game, the things that, that stood out, you know, as I thought after the game, but given a chance to go through the video a number of times and you look, the things that stood out that, that obviously helped us win the game were the turnover margin uh, being plus three was huge for, for us to have success. But we controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, which was, was really important and will be for us moving forward on continuing to, uh, to be able to do that on both sides of the ball. I thought we did it from the, from the start. Um, and that's not just offensively, just offensive line. It's the tight ends, that's the backs protecting. Uh, and then defensively, it's the, obviously the front four, but then also the next level, the second level. I thought we were in control there on, on stopping the run and then, and then being able to establish the run game um, on offense. I think, you know, you look at when our offense got the opportunities down on the on the other side of the 50, we came away with points, which was huge. We scored in the red zone. And then defensively, other than one in the second half, uh, we eliminated big plays, which is uh, the sign of, you know, what a, a good defense is supposed to do. You're going to give up some plays. This They can't turn into 15-yarders and, and, and plus. And uh, so we eliminated those from, from the first week. And, and now the, the trend of having to continue that and having the opportunity to do that will be so important for us to have success. Um, I want to congratulate Nick uh, Bolton on being the defensive uh, SEC player of the week. It's an awesome award for him. He played well, uh, was very productive, and also it goes to, you know, he didn't do it by himself. So that side of the ball uh, should take some ownership on that. And, you know, when you win and, and you have guys that, that are productive, uh, then that side of the ball usually gets recognized. and. I think Nick is just starting to scratch the surface on the player that he's going to be for us. He's still young and, and, and game experience, as that's considered, but, but he's done some really good things for, for two weeks and more specifically here the second week than he did the first. So, you know, you always want to learn uh, from your experiences and your opportunities, and, and we have from this game just like we did from the first week. You know, the one thing that, that we looked at in the second half. So it was 31-31-0 at halftime. And you come out in the second half, and I don't think we kept the same intensity, uh, especially on the offensive side. And I know a number of guys are rolling in, but the standard of what we need to do when those guys get in the game, uh, there shouldn't be a drop off. So we've got to hopefully get in that position again. I sure hope that's the case. And then we'll learn from it, no matter who's in the game, the standard of playing and finishing the game. and then. You know, it's really hard to get a shutout in college football. And we had one going and then gave up the, the long explosive play. Uh, so we'll learn from those. And, and uh, you know, the improvement we made from week one to week two was huge. And now we've got to make the next step. And I think you know, we can be a lot better football team than we were Saturday. So um, you know, the, the, the urgency to get there and do the things we need to to, to be our best, uh, align with our habits, and, and then going and executing and doing it uh, week in and week out. We'll get into our third opponent in Southeast Missouri State. Uh, look at really their, their, their schedule. You know, they're one and one. They ran away with the game week one against Southern Illinois. They dominated in all aspects uh, and then lost at, at Montana State, a tough place to play. They lost there Saturday night late. The game was close. It was close throughout, and Montana State kind of exploded in the in the third quarter. You guys are having a hard time today. So, um, they exploded in the third quarter. I think they scored 28 in the third quarter or something. So uh, they have they've got you know the way that their quarterback he transferred from Northern Illinois. Uh, I think he's a really really good player. He makes things happen in the pass game. He's elusive. He runs really well. 
Uh, and then they've got three runners, three running backs that I'm impressed with. Uh, the way they run, they're powerful, they're strong. And then defensively, I've spent a lot of time with the staff when I was at Memphis. Um, you know, Tuke is going into, I think he's going into year six for him. They were a nine-win team last year. They were in the playoffs. Uh, they're a really, really solid team, and he's done a great job. Uh, they're aggressive on defense. You've got to earn every inch on the way that they align. Uh, it's very difficult to run the ball. And, and then the things, the way that they play their matchup uh, coverage defensively will have it work it out for us. So I'm excited to uh, have another chance to play at home. That's got to be an advantage for us. And I do, I credit our fans for, for last week, as I said, post game, and I still think it. Uh, you know, I felt the energy from the crowd, and that was awesome. And uh, now we need more. Okay, let's bring it again this week and, and make sure that, um, you know, my team, our, our guys are, are we're going to work hard this week. We'll get ready to try to play our best game on Saturday night uh, when we kick the ball off. So, open up for questions. Barry, um, Christian Wilkerson has 25 touchdowns for his career, including 14 last season. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the challenge he presents for the defense? Yeah, he's, they find ways to get him the ball, and then he's a he's a long target that uh, you know he comes down with the ball a lot. Of, they throw it up, and he comes down with it. And does a great job in you know run after catch and. Uh, the things that uh, really in the red zone, I think it was Montana State, if I'm if I remember right on the video, there's two defenders who went up and got it, you know, really between them, and, you know, he's a talented player. So uh, they want to try to find, you know, ways to stretch the field vertically with him and get it because of his length, and uh, he's, he's a really good player. Gary, I think a couple years ago, the, the Big Ten outlawed, said their teams couldn't play SCS games. I mean, what's, what's kind of your feeling on that, and what, what benefits are there to doing it? Yeah, I think there's a number of ways to look at it, and you know, I've I've had one or two small votes in scheduling in like year 2025. So don't don't hold me to the the reasons this uh, season is the way it's lined up. I, you know, we got five home games. I wasn't in charge of that one either. So I think there's uh, you know value in in both sides. I look at you know the, the stance that that the SEC has taken on what they think about scheduling and trying to move towards and, and understanding. I support. You know, and stand by Commissioner Sankey on those. Also, look, you know, this is the schedule that, that I've been handed and we've been handed. I am glad that it's an in-state game. I think that's important. If uh, you know, I think there's value in that, but also know that Southeast Missouri, I know Coach Tuke is going to have his guys coming in here ready to play their best game and, and try to knock us off. So, um, you know, there, there's a million different ways to look at it. You know, what's best, what's not. Um, I need to refrain from, from having too many comments on, I need to get my guys ready to go play no matter who the opponent is. And maybe someday uh, you stand up here and say, hey, this is the way we ought to schedule and this is what we ought to do, but I, I'm not there yet. You mentioned Nick Bolton maybe just scratching the surface. I know the coaching staff has been really high on him pretty much since he walked in the door. What about him has been so kind of rare or different than most professionals? Yeah, for a young guy, and you know, last year played some as a true freshman, he's really mature as a competitor, and he's mature in his habits on how he is prepared. Um, yeah, I, I was, was a little uh, disappointed, I guess, in the way his week one performance, you know, because we had seen so much better than he played that week one. But maybe getting into the game groove of doing it and having to do it for four quarters, um, I think he's got more confidence now after being, you know, another full game and he's under his belt. So um, he's got a good guy lined up next to him, kind of showing him the ropes on how to prepare and the things to do. Uh, but it means something to him, and he understands how important his role is at that spot in the defensive structure on how we play. Um, I think 
he's going to keep coming. I think he's going to, going to have a chance to, to be a really, really good linebacker. I know he was committed elsewhere for a while. Were you guys kind of late on him, or what do you remember about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't recall where he was committed, um, but I don't know how that worked. If you know, if he decommitted or they de decommitted from him, I don't, I don't really recall. But uh, I remember wanting to get another linebacker in that class, and you know, he was part of that group that we looked, and I don't. And I don't remember if he was really highly recruited uh, as much, but I do know, you know we, we liked the, the things in our measurables on the way that he stacked up. I thought he had a chance of being a good player, not only because of his physical skill set, but the things that he brought to the table in the classroom, uh, the, the desire and character that he brought to our program. Um, and he's been exactly what we thought we were going to get. So it's good when those things work out. Yeah, it was. He's earned it, and uh, you know we're going to continue to to grow his role. Every player on the roster, if they continue to show value and and give us uh, an opportunity to step in and help us win a game, then they're going to play. And Dawson's done a great job. Uh, I think he got in in the second quarter and, and uh, you know had some meaningful snaps and carries. Did a great job in the protection when he was in there, and um, he's a tough player and uh, got a lot of respect in our locker room. Uh, coach, you struggled a little bit with against West Virginia. Uh, how do you plan to kind of clean up a little bit of your gameplay before you head an SEC? What did we struggle with? I'm sorry. Uh, a little bit of penalties against West Virginia, especially in that first half. Penalties, I'm sorry. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, so we did. We had, we had nine penalties, I think, for close to 100 yards in the first half alone. And then the second half, we had one for five yards. So uh, the message you gave them at halftime obviously fixed it, right? So we said we had nine in the first half, one in the second half. Uh, we looked at all of them, and uh, you know there were some that were technique uh, warranted that we, we were not in position the way that we should with our hands or maybe our eyes. Uh, those things are fundamental habits that you create or allow to be created throughout the course of the week. So um, I'm sure hopeful and thankful or thinking that we got those moving in the right direction, and uh, you know we'll learn from them. And and uh, obviously we can't have 100 yards. We're not we're not good enough to beat anybody if we get 100 yards penalties. Coach, I believe SEMA uh, uh, middle linebacker Zach Hall won the Buckingham Award last year. What have you seen from him, and what does he kind of compare to your linebackers? He's a very active player, and the way that they play defensively, you know, with their alignment and the structure. I mean, there's a lot of times those the two inside backers they're free to run and hit, and those two guys that they've got right now, specifically him, uh, really really active. He's all over the field. He waits and pauses just long enough to diagnose the the play, and then he's he's there. He's a good player. And uh, you know, once he gets in position to make the tackle, he makes it. He's you know, he's, he doesn't. You don't see him out of position missing tackles. So he's a really solid player, and, and they make it tough to, to try to run the ball against just the way they they align out of the box and are in the box. Um, you know, on, on really any structure that you line up offensively, uh, the things that they've shown now last year and the first two games this year. Uh, they present some challenges with, with this alignment alone. Their, their coaching staff's really good. Are you optimistic that Trajan Jeffcoat's going to be able to play? I don't think he will be cleared this week. Uh, he's getting really, really close, and it's in, in a position where, you know, could he go this week? Maybe, uh, but we're not, we're not really into maybes, you know, just when it comes to the the medical decisions, uh, we'll get a little bit more of a clearer picture on Thursday. He did more today at practice, but I don't know that he's ready to go play. Uh, 
I know Isaiah McGuire and Darius Robinson both played some last week. How much of that is assessing and how much is you think they're guys that, that can help this year? Yeah, a little bit of both. And I think some, both of them, specifically Isaiah, I think he's going to play and keep keep coming. He's seen things through the end of fall camp and then now the first two weeks. He's going to be a guy that, that will help us. You know, and, and, and Nicholson has done some things on teams, special teams, that um, I think he can be, you know, he, Stacy Brown, Martez Manuel, all three of those guys on teams have, have helped us and they did a great deal last week and I think they're I think their role is going to continue to grow because they're they're grasping it, they're the things that we're putting on them, they're understanding it, um, they're handling it in a in a mature way. So um, you know those guys had a had a big role last week and I think it looks like it's going to continue to grow a little bit. One thing I didn't mention uh, I wrote down there somewhere failed to mention it, but uh, Chris Mills, the one injury we had the other day, Chris Mills, a uh, uh, defensive back, had a knee injury, and uh, he'll be out indefinitely. Uh, you know, hate it because he was making so much progress. You know, he got hurt on a special teams play late in the game, and, uh, but he, he'll be out for some time, it seems like. I thought he did good for, for two quarters. You know, I thought he played well and made some good decisions. He's a tough guy to tackle, which shows up again. Uh, made some good decisions with the ball. You know, there's a couple that he wants back uh, on game experience. You know, he's going to continue to grow in those areas. Um, we were limited on how many times we called a, a true run with him. Um, you know, if it was been a close game, we would have kept him in the game. But we were up in the in the position that we were at the time of the game, so get him out, and uh, he had a good practice today. Coach, obviously take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit but I mean, when the score gets up but some of the guys were unhappy with you know the offense not scoring in the second half you know a game like this how much do you look for from your guys to deliver four quarters and to really kind of hammer an opponent Larry said he wants to get 50 points that's something that he wants stuff like that how much do you want to see from your group you know the whole four quarters well I think that's will be huge for us and as I mentioned early in my notes you know the things that you learn from the experiences the uh, opportunities to not finish a game. We didn't finish very well. You know, we didn't finish on offense. We didn't score any points in the second half. And then defensively, we gave up you know, the big play and the touchdown. So you know, we'll grow from that. We've got to understand that you know, every game for us, I don't care who it is, uh, if we prepare the right way and we do the things, it will be decided in the fourth quarter. And that doesn't change. Nico Hay was a guy you spoke highly of in the fall camp. What did you do to make such a strong impression so uh, made plays, was assignment sound, was mature, prepared, worked hard, uh, has athletic ability. It means something to him. Uh, he's happy to be a Missouri Tiger. Uh, he's tough, he's competitive, and he's got some grit about himself. Those are seven or eight characteristics that we showed, that he showed up and showed consistently doing it about every day. So he's, his role is continuing to, to grow, and I'm sure glad he's on our team. Does he bring anything different to the quarterback group? I think some some valued experience because he has played. He's played in some some uh, meaningful games for us, some meaningful snaps. So it's good to see him back. You know, after that injury that he had last year, and uh, he's going to continue to get better as as we get him into the game, and he's earned that opportunity. So he'll keep playing, and hopefully, he keep playing well. How is it? A guy his size is maybe your most physical corner in the run game. I don't know. I've questioned that that same question has come up a number of times. But uh, 
he's got a knack for it. Uh, he's not afraid to put his face in there, and, and uh, I'm proud that that he likes to play that way. You expect Jarvis back? We do. Was that his first touchdown yeah. of his career? I should have uh, should have made mention of that. Um, you know, he, he does it every day in practice. His habits are aligning. They show up on game day, and uh, you know the things that he continues to do is, is accountable. Uh, the quarterback knows exactly where he's going to be on his routes, and uh, fairly trustworthy in catching the ball. You know, he's not going to run out there and have a bunch of drops. So. Usually those things align with being a pretty good receiver, and um, I'm glad that that he got a got a score, and, and it's good play design and good execution, and hopefully that's the first of many. Mary, the register rules obviously changed how you deal with freshmen, but has the overall stance on how you view freshmen changed much when you first got into college? Yeah, I think you know definitely in the last ten years it's changed dramatically, and then you know with this rule now it's changed. I mean. I don't even really think about being a freshman anymore. You know, is can we get the guy ready to go play? Can we then? Is he a four-game guy or is he for the rest of the season? So, you know, I think if you can get to a point where you you play him effectively for four games, you know, and then they don't play past that, you know, you look at the next year that game experience and the preparation that it takes to play in those four games. Man, that that second year they're going to be so much further along. Um, in the last two years, we got in a position where we played, I think, 15 and 13 consecutively of true freshmen. We played them the entire year. So I don't think we'll have that number this year that played the entire year, but, but we might. You know, it kind of depends on how this goes. So um, it's changed a great deal. That, you know, you better be right in your evaluation. You can't afford to miss because of the hard signing now, 25. Um, you know, that, that, that number that's there. And, and also, you know, you get guys in that, that – um, you know, then early on, it's, it's a long season. You know, we still got 10 weeks plus two bye weeks, still a 12-week season for them. You know, usually as freshmen, uh, this hasn't changed, you know, the same way when I was then. Uh, in, in that situation, it's mentally, it's more difficult than about anything, you know, and, and uh, just to be able to maintain the focus it takes week in and week out to do it for an entire college season. So um, I like the group we've got. I think, you know, there's still a couple guys out there that I think can play the rest of the year for us. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them. I don't, you know, shouldn't limit it to one. I know that's the question, but um, I'll get back to you post game. Okay? I'll let you know what I what I come up with. But you know, it's an ownership and a responsibility I have as the head coach to to make sure that um, we play really well at home and everywhere. But really, you know, we got to protect our house, and, and uh, we're off to start with that. But now we've got to build on it. And, you know, the, the most important game uh, on the schedule is Saturday night. Well, this game, okay, I'm focused on this game. I want them to control the line of scrimmage. I want to be able to protect protect the passer uh, and do it in in a fashion and a way with great urgency and toughness. And if we can do that, then uh, we'll have a chance to, to run the ball and we'll have a chance to have great pass protection. And uh, that, that's what those guys need to do.
I don't. No, I, I might. We might get one. Um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but right now it would be still indefinite. Which I think it's today on any certain recruit, but does have five, having five game home games in a row help you guys, or you just an advantage in recruiting? Um, you know, I know we had a number of guys here last week. We have a number of guys here this next week on unofficial visits, and that's always good. Uh, it's great to have them in this building and the environment we we have out there uh, during the game. And um, you know, there's there's plenty of access, so you can't tell me it's hard to get to a game when we play five straight. And what have you seen from Mr. Durant on the offensive line? Has he kind of developed in the way he coached you with? Yeah, yeah, he's played a lot of ball and played at a high level. I think he's an all-conference type guy. And uh, that shows up in the way that, that he is continuing to play. And, and um, you know, when, when the left tackle is playing well, then usually you've got time to throw the ball. And, you know, obviously, as we get into the heart of the schedule, uh, his workload is going to increase. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what he's done, but but also, you know, every week he's got to keep bringing it. Kelly really spread the ball around um, eight guys more than one card. Is that balance something you prioritize in the offense? I throw to the open guy, so you know what I mean. But we do have opportunities with a number of playmakers. We got to find ways to get them the ball, but then they need to catch it, and they need to do something to run after catch. So, um, you know, there will be a game. I'm guessing that somebody quote unquote, gets the hot streak, you know what I mean? You just go to them and go to them and feed them the ball. So I don't know if, you know, maybe that'll happen this week, maybe it won't, maybe we'll keep spreading it out. But, um, you know, we got guys that, that need to earn it throughout the week and then go execute it on Saturday. And if it's 10 guys getting catches, then awesome. If it's two or three, let's, let's work to be efficient offensively. Time for a couple more. What were you saying, CMO staff, when you were at Memphis, you work with them in the offseason? Yeah, we get together. It's, you know, I guess Cape's about halfway between here and Memphis, so they've been here a number of times. We you know, uh, work camps together, and um, I think their staff is outstanding. Thank Mark Allnut made the hire. Give a shout out to Mark. It was a great hire. His son's on their team. What's that? His son's on their team. That's right, yeah. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Speak up. That's a first. <laughs> you were a little quiet. Though, so. uh, uh, uh,